Hi, Rodney Jane here from Bob Jane T-Marts. Specialists in tyres and wheels for over 50 years. We stock what tradies need. Tyres, wheels or batteries, we've got you covered. Steel or alloy wheels, 15 inch plus. Big brands such as Monster, R08, CSA, Fuel, PDW and Dynamic. A massive range. Tyres, we love tyres. All-terrain, mud-terrain, 4x4 and SUV tyres. We stock all the top brands such as Bridgestone, BF Goodrich, Falcon, Goodyear, Michelin and Yokohama. Make your 4x4 ute or van look awesome. Cracking deals at Bob Jane T-Marts. We won't be beaten on price. We'll look after you. Test season apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, revealed Jack Miller's Aussie Superbike team. Brody Kostecki takes on Trans Am. Carnage, controversy and capitulation at the bend. Plus, Peter Adderton speaks out again and the latest scuttlebutt from the supercars paddock. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Aussie MotoGP star Jack Miller is set to field his own team in the Australian Superbike Championship from next year. Details are sketchy, but Parked Up Plus has learned that Miller is well advanced with the plan to establish a local operation run on his behalf. It will be in addition to, and independent from, his MotoGP career, which will continue next year as he switches from Ducati to lead KTM's fast-rising factory team. Setting up an Australian superbike squad is part of the 27-year-old from Toowoomba's preparation for life after MotoGP, which won't be for some years, and then for his return home. Now, no word yet on T. Miller's riders or make of machine, but it's shaping up as a well-backed effort involving leading local personnel. We understand that the larrikin racer Miller, who rejoices in the nickname Jackass, has secured major backing from a well-known consumer brand. There are whispers that that sponsor could even be Boost Mobile, despite Peter Adderton's declaration that he is pulling the telco out of motorsport at the end of this year. Our understanding actually is that Adderton means car racing after his latest spat with supercars and that Boost will stay in superbikes and stadium motocross racing. With his own team, Miller will almost certainly make guest appearances in the Australian Superbike Championship rounds next year, in addition to his MotoGP commitments. He cameoed in the final round of last year's series at the Bend, finishing a strong third on a Ducati. At the moment, the plan is to announce Miller's local Superbike team when he returns for the Australian Motorcycle Grand Prix at Phillip Island in mid-October. Meanwhile, Miller resumes his MotoGP campaign when the series returns from its northern summer break this weekend with the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. He's seventh in the point standings with nine races to go in his final season with Ducati. As mentioned, controversial Boost Mobile boss Peter Adderton 
fired his latest salvo on the eve of the weekend's event at the Ben Motorsport Park. Incensed by Supercars Chairman Barclay Nettlefold posing in a photo of a promotion for Optus-backed Walkinshaw Andretti United, Adderton announced on social media that Boost would withdraw all sponsorship. The image was the straw that broke the camel's back in his fractious relationship with supercars, indignant that V8 Racing's big boss was appearing to endorse a direct rival of Boost Mobile, the sport's official telco partner. It seems Adderton is serious this time, although don't be surprised if Boost maintains personal deals with favoured drivers. There are also rumblings of legal action by Erebus Motorsport due to carry Boost Mobile's team title sponsorship into 2023 at least. Adderton's critical comments inflamed the controversy over reported ructions within the supercar's ownership. In his last interview, just before imposing a media ban on himself, he told Parked Up Plus that he wouldn't be silenced. Well, I think they're smart enough to know that gagging me wouldn't be um, wouldn't be smart. And by the way, just so you know, Mike, a lot of people don't follow me in the in the mobile wireless industry in America, but I'm as outspoken and as vocal um, as I am in our industry, as I am in supercars. It, it's something that I've always embraced as a person, and that is that have an opinion, voice your opinion. I don't care who you are, disagree, don't agree. But I think we should have more of that, right? I actually think we should have more people out there um, you know, airing their opinions because I think it starts the discussion and it starts the, the debate of, you know, of can we improve? And again, I, I like to consider myself more like constructive than just criticizing, right? And so, um, you know, I, I, I hear the term outspoken a lot, right? And it's like, if you have an opinion that doesn't basically form the mainstream, then you suddenly are outspoken, right? And, but if you're outspoken and you just say what everybody else wants you to say, then you're kind of normal. So I, I, I get a little offended by the outspoken term because it really is just anybody who disagrees with somebody, they're outspoken. In the wake of all that, it's been confirmed that Boost Mobile is supporting rising supercar star Brody Kostecki's appearance in the Turtle Wax Trans Am series in this weekend's return of the Speed Series at Queensland Raceway. Kostecki is, as forecast, were right here last week, replacing Shane Van Gisbergen in the Tim Shaw Racing Chevrolet Camaro. Amid the uproar over Triple Eight refusing SVG permission to take that drive, Adderton declared that he's backing Kostecki's Trans Am outing for the benefit of the fans. Yeah, again, I, I felt it was extremely petty if there were political powers that stopped Shane from racing that car, right? The fans deserve to see these guys. They race 11 or 12 times a year. And in Queensland, they probably race once or twice a year. So that's two weekends a year that, not, that you get to see your stars. So the fact that we stopped Shane from doing that, I think, is petty. And we are 100% supportive of putting Brody in that car and 100% supportive of putting my name and the Boost brand on the side of that car. And not because I try to make some political statement or I'm trying to get some PR. It's because the fans want to see these guys race. Guys like Brody and Shane, they only have probably 10 years or 15 years maybe, right, of a life cycle. And so when you break that down that they're racing 10 times a year for 10, you know, 10 years, it's not a lot of times that they actually get to go to work and do what they love. So I thought it was petty. I think that it's not, Trans Am's at this point are not going to take over supercars. 
And so why not allow these guys to race and why not allow the fans to see as much motorsport as we can? Meanwhile, with Brody Kostecki fresh from his come-from-behind podium in the wet and wild final race at the Bend, Erebus team boss Barry Ryan not only endorses the Trans Am outing, but he encourages his drivers to do more racing outside supercars. Erebus Motorsport, you're fine with him doing that? Any problem? No, no problem. He's um, He just wants to race cars, like whether it's his sprint cars or Tim Shaw offered him to drive the Trans Am and I've got no problem with it. I'm going up to actually help him because his engineer can't go. So, yeah, no, no, no problem at all. The more they race, the better they get. Shane's proof in that pudding. So. Well, I was going to say, the more t time behind the wheel, the better, particularly for a, you know, a rising star racer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, every lap they do, they're going to get better and faster and learn something. And to catch up to, you know, guys like Shane that's been doing it 10 years more than them, they've, they've got to keep racing. That's the only way they're going to get better. Was there any pressure on you guys to stop Brody from racing in Trans Am? Because we know this has been a bit of a controversy. Oh, I've just heard all the rumours, but no, no, I haven't, it hasn't even been mentioned. So, yeah, um, whether people know that care, I don't know. But, um, yeah, we've had no pressure to, to either not do it or, what, I, yeah, I only read the rumours of what happened with Shane. And, you know, all I, all I un understand is that Jamie didn't want him to do it. So, Jamie didn't want him to do it. He's the boss. So, Shane didn't do it. Kostecki's Trans Am debut, plus all the other Speed Series action at QR, including TCR and GT, will be live on Stan Sport. Meanwhile, after lighting up the internet with his profanity-ridden outburst against pit lane poaching here just a few weeks back, Barry Ryan revealed that re-signing Kostecki and Will Brown for another two years, well, it was never in doubt. No, not really, no. It was, it was just all rumours, I think, and... Um... Yeah, we, we didn't really have to do anything till September, but I asked him to bring it forward to just so we could get, get rid of it and just go racing. So, yeah, Brody had already verbally agreed about three months ago. So there was no no dramas there. And and Will was, yeah, just... He was listening to the rumours as much as us. Yeah, I don't think he got involved in too many discussions with other teams. And if he did, good on him. That's, that's just part of being a driver. So, yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, it's great to have their loyalty and... See me for another two years. First years, two years of Gen 3 is going to be critical. Some very pointed comments from you not so long ago about poaching up and down the pit lane. Mm. That sent a clear message. Do you think it was heard? Oh, probably not. They, they, yeah, it's just me ranting and people just laughing at it, I think. But it was, it's still true. Like, you got to look at Zach Best and what he's done this weekend. And um, there's so many good young, talented drivers out there, and there's so many older drivers in there that probably need to either stand up or um, move out. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Racefuel's E85 and ELF Race 102 is available at racefuel.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. There was carnage and controversy at the Bend Super Sprint. Tyregate was the talk, 
after wildcard Zach Best grabbed an upset pole position for Saturday's race. Then Sunday's opener was marred by a huge start line crash, wrecking Thomas Randall's Tickford Mustang and Andre Heimgartner's BJR Commodore, thankfully without serious injury to either driver. But both cars, well, probably not complete write-offs, were mortally wounded and they'll both be replaced by spare cars at Sandown next month. Tickford Chief Tim Edwards revealed the sheer cost of Randall's store on the front row of the grid. Well, it's a big bill. Oh, look, there's, you know, there's probably conservatively $100,000 worth of damage. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get it back. We'll strip it down. We'll do what we normally do, put it on the jig, cut cut all the bent stuff out and um, and rebuild it as new. So it's, um, but yeah, there's a lot of, lot of damage, you know, crushed all the fuel back tank and, you know, effectively every bit of suspension in the rear of the car. But look, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll fight on to see another day. It'll just, it'll be a, it'll be a spare car once it's actually, you know, we'll, we'll, um, we'll bring the wild card that obviously Zach was driving into service um, for Thomas at the next round. And, and then we'll make a call later in the year whether we bring that chassis back online or it just remains as a spare after its repair. So it's not dead, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's not in good shape, is it? It's on life support, but <laughs> it'll be as good as new once it goes back on the jig. I mean, you know, that's the advantage of you know, having your own chassis jig. You just put it on there, you just keep cutting metal back until there's no more bent stuff and replace it with new. BJR owner Brad Jones confirmed Heimgartner's machine suffered similarly expensive damage. It's pretty badly damaged, so I'm not 100% sure, but we need to take it home and pull it apart a bit more and have a really good look at it. Um, I can't, I mean, it's pretty bad, so, but until we get home and strip it down, it's hard to know. Any chance it'll come back for sand down or you go to a spare? Um, we've got a spec up, so there's a good chance we'll run that. But uh, it's so hard to guess what you might do. So, a lot of damage. Been hit really hard. Uh, I don't know. We, we just need to get it home and, and make a decision then. A big damage bill. Six figures at least. I would have thought so, yeah. Yep, it's it's pretty badly damaged. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that needs to be replaced on it. But... You know, that's the thing about racing, that happens. Back at Tickford, Zach Best's impressive overall performance at the bend only adds to the team's driver dilemma for next year. Well, I mean, we've been faced with this on multiple occasions in the past, haven't we? With, you know, even, you know, look at 2016 and when um, Gary Jacobson and Jack LeBrock both finished first and second in the Super 2 category and they, they stood there at the end of the year with their helmets under their arm, like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing? So anyway, we'll work, we'll work through all that in the fullness of time. But, I mean, Zach's got to be in contention for the main game next year, doesn't he? Well, I mean, of course, that's where he wants to be. But, you know, as you say, five into four doesn't go. So anyway, we'll, uh, we'll navigate through that over the next few months. Shane Van Gisbergen won all three races at the bend, extending his points lead to give him more than a round in hand. SVG's advantage over Anton Di Pasquale is 323 points. But while comforting, the defending champion says he's still far from feeling safe. The championship, you're now over a round ahead. Yep. That must be, well, comforting to say the least. It's a pretty cool feeling, yeah. Make you more confident about your prospects for the uh, title? Or, 
the only thing I think about is Bathurst. <coughs> I want to go to Bathurst and not care about the championship and just the race. Um, so, yeah, try and just keep pushing and building that lead. And if you, like, it's pretty awesome to have such a lead. Um, that is comforting going into Bathurst. I can have a shot. And if it all goes wrong, still okay for the couple of rounds after that. Mm-hmm. And you said you enjoyed the racing. Normally yep. you say you don't enjoy racing in, in the wet. I don't. You still no. don't? No, I hate it, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're so good at it. It's yeah, I'm good at it, but, you know, the three guys up here, the three yeah. guys with cool. dirt racing experience, you know, there's a reason we're up here, we've grown up, not being scared of sliding around. Like, I know how to do it, I know where the grip's going to be, but I don't enjoy it. I'd rather it was dry. SVG had a stirring battle with Cam Waters early on in the streaming rain, only for Waters to, well... Fall short, really. And after that, Waters concedes that his title challenge hopes are fading fast. Um, I think at the moment, there's not much point thinking about it. We've got to be winning races. And um, I guess Shane nailed it. Bathurst is 300 points. So a lot to offer there um, if it goes your way or not. So, yeah, we just got to keep focusing on the race car. You know, going after Shane, winning races and not coming second and force all the time. So um, that's what we've got to do. Speculation continues on who will replace James Golding as Scott Pye's co-driver at Team 18 for the Bathurst 1000. However, team owner Charlie Schwerkolt confirms Pye's partner will be a young gun who will be named before next month's Sandown Super Sprint. We're not in a rush to do anything at the moment. There's not a lot of choices out there. Um, we've, there's a couple of old names out there that we could resurrect and do all that sort of stuff, but that's not our preference. We, we want to bring a young fella through, and uh, there's, there's probably two on the go at the moment. I can't tell you who they are, but they're really good young kids, both of them. Both have, have done Bathurst in Super 2, etc., and all that sort of stuff. So that's our preference, and I'm very confident that's the way uh, we'll go, and we'll have an announcement pretty soon. Okay, so looking at a young gun, when can we announce? When can we expect a name? <clears throat> so yeah, we'll have a uh, well. Obviously, the next round is there's going to be a co-driver session. We've got a ride day there. We've got um, uh, a test day as well in between that and Bathurst. So, so that's happening at Sandown. So within within the fortnight, we'll be having an announcement for sure because uh, yeah, we'll, we've we've got to get ready and uh, we're we're basically all there now. Schwerkelt also revealed that he expects to re-sign Mark Winterbottom for at least 2023. He's a, he's a great guy. We haven't signed anything, but my, my position is that I'd like to keep him. Mark's position, he wants to stay. We've just got to put pen to paper and make it all work. So, so yeah, we're both keen to, to, to keep the marriage going. And, uh, no, he's a ripper guy and he's part of my team. So I'm very confident we'll, uh, we'll, you'll see Mark on the grid uh, next year for sure, 100%. In Gen 3, he'll be a great asset to the team and uh, no, we're pretty excited to to do something. So so what's what's the hold-up? What's the delay? Time. Both getting together, time. I'm a busy guy, he's a busy guy. We'll just get on with it and get it done very soon. So there's no... We've just got to get on with it and just uh, make it work. So you would say that if Mark Winterbottom doesn't re-sign for at least next season, the start of Gen 3, that would be a surprise? hundred percent. Still on supercars and speculation about an ownership change at Dick Johnson Racing 
has quietened. According to the latest scuttlebutt in the supercars paddock, that's because a major deal has been done. Now, DJR co-owner Ryan Storey recently admitted that the team was open to a partnership with a strategic investor rather than an outright buyer. Latest word is that DJR has secured a powerful partner, as in a major figure in business. Okay, the new look Ford Mustang will be revealed at the Detroit Auto Show early on September 15, Australian time. The original plan was for the supercars, NASCAR and GT4 racing versions to be unveiled at the same time by Ford Performance. But a delay with the build of the facelifted body panels for the Gen 3 Mustang prototype means a complete car won't be ready for the S650 model's global unveiling. Now, a rendering of it may be shown, but our latest information is that the Gen 3 Mustang's bodywork update won't be ready until late September. It's likely to make its public debut uh, with demonstration runs during the Bathurst 1000 from October 6 to 9. The makeup of the revived South Australian Motorsport Board was due to be announced ahead of Tuesday's official launch of the reborn Adelaide 500, as well as the street race events entertainment lineup from December 4 to 6. The support race undercard will be confirmed as including S5000, TCM and GT. Back after this brief message. Hey there, race fans. We think Parked Up is great, but if you need a change of pace and tone, tune into the Girls on the Grid podcast with Priya Richards and Tanea McLeod. It's all motorsport, but spoken from a female point of view. Girls on the Grid, every Monday on all your favourite podcast platforms. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the home straight. With a wrap-up of major racing over the weekend, here's Tanea McLeod from our sister podcast, Girls on the Grid. It was a busy weekend in the world of motorsport, headlined by supercars at the Bend and the Formula One Hungarian Grand Prix, where reigning World Drivers' Champion Max Verstappen won from 10th on the grid. Following a motor generator unit failure in qualifying, Verstappen edged his way through the field and even had time for a mid-race spin to eventually claim a surprise win. Mercedes pair Lewis Hamilton and George Russell rounded out the podium as Ferrari's strategy for Charles Leclerc to use the hard compound proved costly, finishing sixth. Verstappen extended his lead to 80 points in the standings ahead of Leclerc, while Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez is just five points behind heading into the summer break. Another Red Bull driver dominated in the Repco Supercars Championship, with Shane Van Gisbergen sealing all three wins. His victories ensured that Holden has an unassailable lead in the manufacturer's title. After two dry races, the third final race was held in very wet conditions, featuring a classic battle between Van Gisbergen and Cameron Waters. It was an entertaining battle, and SVG said that it was awesome from his hot seat. That race was really, really fun. I was laughing a lot and then trying to have to concentrate as well and then be mindful that Cam doesn't really care. He just wants to win the race. So I was trying to, you know, race clean and he was, every time I passed him, he'd pass me back cleanly. So yeah, I was having a ball. It was really cool. How much skill and effort goes into that and how much of that do you have to rely on the driver next to your guy as good as Cam to be able to put on a show like that? Um... Yeah, a, a lot. Uh, mainly at the start, I was just doing what he did. This track's very hard to read when it's wet, so I was just trying to follow exactly what he did in the train tracks, but do it better, brake a little bit later, try and 
use the grip a bit more because he was laying some nice train tracks. And then when I get out front, I lost that and I wouldn't have any confidence and he passed me straight back. So took a bit to get it figured out and yeah, we had a bit of fun doing it. Like Van Giz, Waters also enjoyed the wet weather dice. A heap of fun at the start of the race, um, just trying to work out where the grip was. Drive the car as good as I could. Uh, Shane had a bit more front, but I had probably a bit more drive. So just trying to drive it to its strength. But um, yeah, awesome to you know have a lunge at him and you know crisscross and get him back. And um, yeah, about ten laps in, my screen fogged up and I kind of couldn't really see all the train lines which you had to kind of hit. So a little bit in that. But um, yeah, Shane was was pretty quick as well. So um, yeah, I would have liked to go after him for a few more laps, but uh, is what it is. The biggest surprise during the weekend was Tickford Racing wildcard Zach Best. He scored pole for race 21 and led some of the race, eventually finishing fifth. The Repco Supercars Championship resumed at Sandown on August 19-21. to Painter Dixon Porsche Carrera Cup Australia action was dominated by Bob Jane T-Mart supported Sonic driver Aaron Love, who replicated his older brother Jordan's clean sweep at the bend three years ago. Fresh from his drive in Porsche Super Cup at Paul Ricard in France, we spoke to Love after his crushing display at the bend. I'm so happy for the team that, you know, one, they've given me an awesome car to drive all weekend and we've not only come away from pole and three race wins, but, you know, we did it nice and smoothly, kept ourselves out of drama, so I really couldn't be happier. So it's, a, it's just a true credit to Mick Henry and all the boys at Sonic. So, yeah, it's, it's almost a dream come true finally. Love defeated Dylan O'Keefe and veteran of David Russell. McElroy Racing's Harry Jones continues to lead the standings, holding a 46-point margin back to O'Keefe as the championship also continues at Sandown. Adam Marjoram made a successful return to racing by taking out round four of the Haltech V8 Super Ute Series at the bend. Marjoram, David Cedars and series leader Aaron Borg shared victories as one race was a non-result after a loose curb needed to be repaired. Round six of the Battery World Aussie Racing Cars Super Series at the bend was won by Cody Garland. He won the final race and finished on level points with Josh Anderson. Sandown will be the final round of the Aussie Car Series for 2022. Jordan Crusoe dominated in the latest round of the Precision International National Sports Sedan Series in John Gourlay's Audi A4. And in the historics, it was Craig Allen and his Ford Mustang ending the weekend on top at the bend. Globally, Alexander Rossi broke a two-year winless streak to take victory in his Napo Auto Parts Andretti entry at the Indianapolis Road Course. Rookie Christian Lungard finished second ahead of Aussie Willpower, who holds a nine-point lead in the title from Swede Marcus Ericsson. Fourth for Scott McLaughlin maintained his top 10 position in the series. NASCAR Cup also shared the same bill at Indianapolis, where Tyler Reddick won for Chevrolet from the Fords of Austin Sindrick and Harrison Burton. London hosted the latest rounds of Formula E, with Brit, Jake Dennis and Kiwi Nick Cassidy sharing the spoils. Supporting the Hungarian Grand Prix, Aussie Jack Doohan secured a victory in the Formula 2 sprint, while Callan Williams finished a best of 12th. Brit, Alice Power, broke Jamie Chadwick's stranglehold of the W Series by taking victory in Hungary. Chadwick still finished second to retain a commanding lead of the series. And finally, Mercedes scored a 1-2 in the prestigious 24 Hours of Spa. That was an action-packed weekend of racing and there's more to come next week. I'm Tanae McLeod from the Girls on the Grid podcast, reporting for Parked Up Plus. Finally, General Motors Australia New Zealand has big plans to farewell Holden from racing at the Bathurst 1000 and the season-ending Adelaide 500. There will be major celebrations of Holden's long motorsport history, capped on the weekend by the defunct Lion brand clinching the Supercars Manufacturer's title for, well, it must be the umpteenth time. Parked Up Plus has learned that the Bathurst 1000 tribute will include a commemoration 
of the 50th anniversary of the late Peter Brock's victory in a Commodore. That was the beginning of the Commodore's domination of Bathurst, by far the most successful nameplate at Mount Panorama. The final ZB Commodore racer will be replaced in supercars next year by the Gen 3 Chevrolet Camaro. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and a special guest on Thursday. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 